People don't realize that the way you set up this golf tournament, the way you set up the golf course, the way you have the pin placements, the way you have the speeds of the green, it's really, frankly, is a young man's tournament because you really have to have super nerves to be able to putt the greens. They are very, very difficult. And uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of not only playing good golf, but being able to compose yourself. Welcome to that championship season, a show about winners and their moments in history. I'm your host, Steve Morantz. It's Sunday, April 6th, 1986 in Augusta, Georgia. Jack Nicklaus arrives in Augusta for golf's most prestigious tournament, the Masters, set to begin in four days. He goes to the house he's rented for the week. Taped to the refrigerator is a newspaper clipping. It's an article written by the veteran golf writer for the Atlanta Constitution, Tom McAllister. Nicholas reads what McAllister has written, quote, Nicholas is gone, done. He just doesn't have the game anymore. It's rusted from lack of use. He's 46, and nobody that old wins the Masters. The clipping was taped up by Nicholas's business partner, John Montgomery, whose intent was obvious to light a fire under the golden bear. The article, Nicholas later concedes, makes him, quote, sizzle for a while. At 46, Nicholas is in the sunset of his fabulous career. He had won two U.S. Amateurs, four U.S. Opens, three British Opens, five PGA titles, and five Masters, 17 majors in total. He had won 72 tournaments overall. But since 1980, he had won only twice. First, I pull out my driver, I check my stance and grip. I'm trying to remember every single Nicholas tip. Straighten that left elbow. 1986 had been a washout for Nicholas. In seven tournaments, he missed the cut three times and withdrew from a fourth. What club should I choose? He ranked 160 on the official money list. He hadn't won anything in two years. He was six years removed from his last major championship, and he was twice as old as when he won his first Masters in 1963. The Golden Bear had become the Olden Bear. Many golf fans doubted that Nicholas could win again. Winning the Masters seemed especially far-fetched. The oldest Masters winner had been 42-year-old Gary Player in 1978. The oldest winner of a major had been 48-year-old Julius Boros in the 1968 PGA. So what Tom McAllister writes the Sunday before the 86 Masters is a widely held perception, and I will repeat it for dramatic effect, quote, Nicholas is gone, done. He just doesn't have the game anymore. It's rusted from lack of use. He's 46, and nobody that old wins the Masters. The Augusta National, home of the Masters. For 50 years, it's been the golf world's greatest stage. The Masters, a tradition unlike any other. On Thursday, the Masters begins at Augusta National. And for the first three rounds, nothing happens to suggest McAllister is wrong. Well, make that almost nothing. A new generation of young lions pace the field. 
Australian Greg Norman leads with a three-round score of 210. Four players at 211 include Germany's Bernhard Langer and Spain's Sevi Ballesteros, both former champions. At 212 is another former champion, Tom Watson. But then at 214, four strokes behind the leader is Jack Nicholas. Quietly, Nicholas moves into contention on Saturday with a 69 that includes birdies on 8, 9, 11, and 12. Nicholas is back in form. His swing is smooth and powerful, his putting deadly. Tom McAllister could not have known that Nicholas had sought help from his old coach, Jack Grout, to fix his swing. Nor could McAllister have known Nicholas was working with veteran pro Chichi Rodriguez on his short pitch shots. Nicholas had gone under the hood for a tune-up and now he is back in form. But four strokes is a lot to make up on the best golfers in the world. On Sunday morning before the final round, Nicholas receives a call from his second oldest son, 23-year-old Steve. What will it take to win? Steve asks his father. I think a 66 will tie and a 65 will win, Nicholas tells him. That's what I had in mind, says the son. Go shoot it. Nicholas sets out to do just that. With his oldest son, Jackie, as his caddy, Nicholas plays a steady front nine. He sinks an 11-foot putt for birdie on the ninth hole to car to 35. At the turn, he is five strokes back of the leader, Seve Ballesteros. By his own calculation, Nicholas needs a 30 on the back nine to win. A 30 would be six under par and tie the course record. A 30 not only would be incredible, it would make Tom McAllister eat his words. So here's what happens. Nicholas sinks a 25-footer on 10 for a birdie. He sinks a 20-foot putt on 11 for another birdie, his third in a row. A huge roar shakes Augusta National. Now even the doubters are starting to believe. But his charge is sidetracked on the par 3 12th hole when his drive misses the green, his chip gets a bad bounce, and his seven-foot putt misses because of a spike mark. Bogey. With six holes to play, Nicholas is three shots back of Norman and Ballesteros. He proceeds to birdie 13, then he pars 14. Augusta National's 15th hole is a 500-yard straightaway par 5 with the green fronted by a pond. Nicholas's drive puts him 214 yards from the pin. Now the gallery swarms to the 15th fairway. Spectators see Nicholas hit a four iron that carries the pawn and comes down right to left, almost hitting the flagstick. Nicholas's vision has dimmed in recent years, so he can't see where his shots finish, but the deafening roar tells him he is close. On the green, Nicholas and his son Jackie study his 12-foot putt. It has a nasty break, similar to a putt Nicholas missed from the same spot in 1975. He resolves not to make the same mistake. Ben Wright makes the call for CBS. And he will wait for absolute quiet. And this to go, seven under par. Joined. My goodness. 
There's life in the old bear yet. Magnificent stuff. The eagle on 15 puts Nicholas at seven under. On the par three 16th hole, his five iron stops three feet from the cup. Another birdie, eight under. On the par four 17th, he sinks an 11 footer for birdie. Now Nicholas is nine under and in sole possession of the lead. As he walks up the 18th fairway, the gallery salutes him with a thunderous ovation. Ovation brings tears to the eyes of Nicholas, and he struggles to control his emotions. But then he pars 18 to finish with 30 on the back nine and 65 for the round. Greg Norman has a chance to tie him at nine under and force a playoff, but Norman bogeys 18. Norman's bogey makes Nicholas the Masters champion for the sixth time. He makes his way to Butler Cabin for the green coat presentation where he is interviewed by Brent Musburger of CBS. In the interview, he alludes to Tom McAllister's article. You know, every, all I keep reading in the papers is you just don't win the Masters at age 46. And by gosh, I think they're wrong. Jack, a whole <laughs> lot of folks gave up on you in the media. But did you ever have any doubts that you could come back and win again? Well, I said, I, ha I was in Atlanta last, uh, last week, matter of fact, for USJ fundraising dinner. And uh, they asked me what I was going to do, and I said, fellas, I'm going to win more golf tournaments. I'm not going to quit playing golf the way I'm playing. In other words, I felt like, uh, sure, I'm going to not play uh, as much golf in the future as, I, as I'm playing right now, but I don't want to go out of, out of the game of golf playing poorly. And there's nothing wrong with my golf game that putting my mind to playing golf won't get the job done. Meanwhile, in the press work area, Tom McAllister types out his lead for the front page of the Constitution Quote, it was like old times Sunday at Augusta National. Jack Nicklaus strode up the 18th fairway, arms raised, accepting the accolades of an admiring crowd that cheered another Masters Championship for perhaps the greatest golfer who ever lived. The fans, many present for his first championship in 1963, were with him Sunday as he defied critics who suggested he no longer could win. While McAllister writes, Nicholas goes to the interview room. Where's Tom McAllister, he asks. He's not here, says another writer. I didn't think he would be, Nicholas says, half in jest. In Tom's article last Sunday, he wrote that I was done, washed up, through, that I had no chance whatsoever. People at 46 don't win the Masters, is what it said, and I kind of agreed with him, I'm afraid to say. I kept thinking all week, through, washed up, huh? Sometimes, if you get a little something like that, it will spur you on. Moments later, McAllister enters the interview room and sits down in clear view of Nicholas. Nicholas sees McAllister and says, Hi, Tom. Thanks. Grinning, McAllister replies, Glad I could help. Nicholas continues, you just write the same article next year and put 47 years old in it. And McAllister replies, Not me. I believe you. The champion and the reporter parted on respectful terms that day. 
Nearly 13 years later, in a tragic footnote, Tom McAllister died in a car crash at the age of 61. Married, the father of three, and an avid amateur golfer, he had worked at the Constitution since 1963, except for a few years in the 1970s when he worked in public relations. At his death, Atlanta Constitution sports columnist Furman Bisher wrote of McAllister, quote, Jack Nicholas will never forget him. He was the motivator, the burr under his saddle, the guy who pricked his self-esteem and brought his game alive for one more dramatic moment. Thanks for listening to that championship season. This show can be heard at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please rate the show and leave a comment. I'm your host, Steve Moran, saying I'll be back soon with another episode of That Championship Season. And it just, you know, it just, it just kept building up. And we kept reading the darn putts right, and I kept hitting them where I was looking, which has been a very unusual occurrence for me lately. <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't, it was just, it was fantastic. The people were fantastic, and uh, 